Welcome to Talk It Out with Tab. I'm your host, Tab, creating a safe space for you to share your truth. Let's talk it out so we can walk into our existence of thriving together. Tonight, I have the pleasure of talking to L'Oreal Henderson. L'Oreal is passionate, she's filled with faith, and she's a creative. Her beliefs are exactly what led her to where she is today. L'Oreal was born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and it, she made it her mission to be driven by her dreams and to never become complacent in her pursuit of the desires of her heart. As a graduate of Austin P. State University with a Bachelor's of Arts and Education, Henderson has used her artistic talents to aid her spiritual gifts. This not only has allowed her to express her true artistry in her craft, but it has also allowed her to gain a deeper relationship and understanding with God. Henderson's work is a reflection of her true identity, and it continues to be fueled and supported by her awesome friends and family. Tonight, we are going to be discussing failure to launch. What is keeping you from your purpose? I am so excited to dive right in. As you know, I like to try and keep these podcasts at about 30 minutes. Um, sometimes they go over and when they do, we just let it flow. But what I'm going to say is let's just get right in it. L'Oreal, if you can take um, some time to just let us know right off the bat, let's talk about a specific moment where fear or any other emotion has kept you from launching a purpose, launching a dream, or launching any other mission that God has placed in your heart. Let's just get right into it. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm super excited. And I um, was really excited that, you know, you even launched your podcast. And I'm just really grateful to be here. And I'm blessed. And I'm, I can't wait to see, you know, what comes of this. So congratulations to you on the launch and everything. Um, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, to your question, honestly, the, the most transparent I can be was it actually happened yesterday. Uh, it actually happened yesterday. Um, so I had, I had a horrible day yesterday. I'll be completely honest. You know, normally I go on these talks and I have these, you know, I have previous stories, but to actually live out and have a moment where you can talk about and be vulnerable with, you know, I, I think that's something that not a lot of people talk about. You know, when you get on, people have brands and platforms and they want to make sure it sounds good. And yesterday was just not one of those days for me. You know, I, I had a moment where I was frustrated with, everything that was going on with work and people and just trying to balance out life and in general and with everything that's going on you know and I let the enemy put into my head you know the fact that okay well maybe you're not on par with what God said maybe he's not giving you you know he, you're you were supposed to be doing this right now but you're stuck in this situation and it just didn't look like how things were supposed to go. You know, I thought at, you know, 30 years old, I'm supposed to be further along right now in my life. And I'm doing, you know, working a job because of pandemic and things like that and having to provide for my family. And I'm like, you know, God, I just don't feel like you hear me. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, why am I stuck here? What's going on? You know, tell me what's up, you know, and really just being frustrated with having to go through the process, you know, and that's something that I, you know, I, I tell people, especially in my book, I'm talking about, you know, it takes a process and it takes time, but I would be crazy to not mention that, you know, I'm human too. You know, I struggle and people struggle in general with the process, you know, and yesterday was one of those bad days, I guess you could say, and trying to break free from, you know, the cycle of my mental habits, you know, having poor mental habits and, and continuing to think that every day is going to be perfect everything you know it might not always be perfect you know but trying to push past that moment of weakness where allowing the enemy to step in and make me think that I'm off par with my calling you know I feel like yesterday was just a, a day to let me know that hey it may just be time for you to rest you know it's not necessarily you're off calling but maybe he's pushing you into a season of rest you know and isolation and looking at it from a different perspective, you know, I had that moment where, I, you know, you want to get all overwhelmed, but stopping and being like, okay, you know, this is just, this is a moment, you're having a moment, recognizing it, acknowledging how you're feeling, but not letting that moment overtake your calling, you know, and overtake and, and push you outside of what you're meant to do. And that's, you know, that's the realest and honest answer I could give you, you know. Um, I know I'm not the only one that struggles with that, you know, and one of the things that 
can keep me from purpose at times is really trying to break cycles of, you know, bad mental habits. You know, every time something bad happens, you automatically think, okay, God, you, you're not listening to me. You can't, you're not hearing me. You know, mm-hmm. when in reality, we have to push that thought aside and be like, you know, okay, well, even though he's quiet, he's still faithful. So, you know, he's expecting you to still be faithful as well. True, true. I, I thank you for your transparency. Um, and t- well, you said a, a lot of things that resonated with me, but um, two things that you said that really stood out to me, I wanted to touch upon. Yeah. You said that it's really important for you to break mental habits. And what I've found in my own walk, as I'm striving to do the same thing of breaking mental habits, you know, what I've found in my own walk is that we have these mental habits that may have been, you know, initiated or a seed planted by previous trauma, by previous pain, Mm -hmm. um, by previous disappointments, even it doesn't necessarily have to be something traumatic. But what the enemy does is he uses those seeds to continue to propel us to submit our mental strength, our mental capacity to submit it to him so that he can Mm -hmm. manipulate us. And sometimes we give the enemy so much power, right? He's powerless, truly. But we are relinquishing that mental space that we have to the doubt that the enemy is bringing in. We relinquish that mental space that we have to um, to a mindset of lack, to a mindset yeah. of insufficiency, to a mindset of um, pain, to a mindset mm-hmm. of hurt, to a mindset even of abandonment by God. And yeah. anytime you think that God isn't listening, you know that you know that you know. If you know the character of God, you should know that that is a direct lie from the enemy because God will never abandon us. And so he is always listening. Not only is he always listening, but he's always communicating with you. And even in silence, silence is communication as well. Right. And so his silence, I'm glad you picked up on that yesterday, that it might just be time to rest. Sometimes he's saying, be still. Like, mm-hmm. be still enough so that you can hear me. Sometimes he might not even be talking. It can just be, be still enough so you can feel me. Because maybe there's something going on in your physical body that you need to be still enough to tap into. Right. That's crazy so. that you said that because the me right after I took that moment to actually sit and be still, you know, I listened to another podcast, a good friend of mine, the No Tech Talk podcast, and their recent episode, Crockpot, was awesome. Um, but there are little plugs in there, just little bitty things. You know, I always tell God, I'm like, hey, if, if I'm ever in that moment where I'm just so, you know, off range or off topic or out of line of the GPS or the direction that he's calling me to, you know, I always tell him, if it's something that you need me to know, I don't need you to just speak. I need you to speak in a way that you know that only I'm going to get it, you know. And that day, it was one of those things where, okay, he, he said something that aligned that they said in the podcast touched me. Then I go back and I'm reading through just regular notes, you know, preparing for my week, you know, and the things that I had going on. And I found a quote or I'm watching a TV show and something will pop out and he knows I'm like, okay, now only you, you know what I mean? Just strategic little small things and and just verbiage that people would say to me in everyday life, but little bitty things that would stick out. And I'm like, you're telling me to just kind of chill out, you know? Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really awesome. And to your point of when you said the trauma the mental trauma you know a lot of times people think of traumatic events as like this one set thing you know you've had abuse going on in your life and that's the traumatic thing but oftentimes you know i've spoken to a therapist you know recently and you know she mentioned that sometimes those traumatic events aren't just from one thing it could be one little small thing happening over and over and over and over again to where Mm -hmm. it's basically causing you to you know have a moment you know and so i think for me personally, being, you know, having to be patient and having to, you know, redo and recycle everything because I didn't learn the first time has become, you know, a mental block, you know, and I think, you know, other people struggle with other things, but, you know, frustration and patience and fear and, you know, focusing on the right now and the things that you can't control, you know, instead of looking forward and moving into what God's called you, you know, those are the, those are, you know, habits that we have to really push ourselves past 
you know. So you also mentioned about trauma being something that can be a series of events that happens over time. Yeah. Right. And so that mental, those mental habits that you were talking about, those mental, let's call them strongholds. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how um, we allow ourselves to go into that space. Little by yeah. little, we begin to doubt. Little by little. And then mm-hmm. as the doubt creeps, it creeps in little by little, it becomes our truth. That's like a yeah. lie becomes our truth and we own it. Like, mm-hmm. like it is the gospel. And, and the reality is it isn't. We have just been conditioned to accept this lie. Right. And I would say this, the one, the one upper hand the enemy has over us is, is his consistency. Mm-hmm. As he is consistently chipping away, like that water dripping that's causing erosion, chipping away at our mental capacity, we are not yeah. consistently combating it all the time. At least, I'm, let me speak for myself. I am not consistently No, no, I, I'm going to raise my hand with you. Because, I mean, I, we would be, I'd be lying if I said that I was, you know? You know, I can and speak to people all day and encourage them, but also, you know, I have those weak moments too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So... So with that being said, we know I'm 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 not happy that you had a frustrated day yesterday, but I am happy that it was fresh on your spirit so that you can speak to it from a place of transparency and that you can be authentic with your frustration. Because it's real. Absolutely. Yeah. It's real. Probably the people listening right now um have experienced a, a pretty crappy day. Right. And have their own Especially with everything going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it makes me parts. think of it makes me think of a, a movie. It's called Eat, Pray, Love with Julie Roberts, I believe. Have you seen that movie before? I love that movie. Yes, I haven't seen it in years, but so, I love that movie. I've only seen it once, but one of the quotes that really, oh my gosh, it stuck out, it stuck out to me. Uh, and it really came to my heart right before we started talking. And I'm just going to read the quote because I was able to find it. But it says, you have to learn to select your thoughts the same way you select your clothes every day. That's a power that you can cultivate. Work on controlling your mind because if you can't master your thoughts, you're in trouble forever. So stop trying and surrender. And that really just like stuck out to me because I always say it's about your mindset, you know, and and obviously you're going to have weak days, you're going to have weak moments. But one of the most powerful things that you can do is, you know, to control how you view it, you know acknowledge what you're feeling and then also have a backup plan and have have things that you can set into motion that when this happens I know to do this you know when you're having a bad day what can you do to pull yourself out of it and not just saying you know okay I'm gonna go you know get a thing of ice cream or I'm gonna go play the game or whatever your outlet is you also have to have something right to add back into what you've lost that day you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. for me you know that particular day I had people and friends and my husband that I could call them and just say hey okay I'm having a bad day it sucks I need your help I might not be able to pray right now but I I have people put in my life that I can call on and I'm like you know hey today's just not one of those days can you pray for me and having those people build back what I may have lost that I couldn't replenish on my own you know and I just thought that was such a powerful quote that you 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 have to learn to select the thoughts that you want you know and reprogram those bad mindful habits that you created you know out of your cycles of complacency or out of your cycles of frustration and fear you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's pretty dope that's pretty dope you are very lucky to have a strong support system um you know there's some people out there who don't have that kind of support with friends and and family whether it be a spouse or extended family and so um I just thought about what you said earlier as well when you mentioned that it might be time to rest and isolate and when Mm -hmm. you first said it I didn't know how to speak to that isolation that isolation part at first but it didn't rest um there was some caution there, if I can say that. There was some caution there because what isolation sometimes does, it can help us to go deeper into that dark space, right? Isolation, in isolation, 
When you think of isolation, that is closing you off from the people that you love, closing you off from the people who love you. And rest and isolation are two very different things. Even, um, you know, God created Eve so that Adam would not be in isolation, that he would have that human connection and oftentimes we, we, when we're in a dark space or when we're not feeling our best, we tend to hide and feel like isolation is the answer. And I think part of that is because of shame. We don't want to feel like a burden, right? We don't want to feel like, um, like you're pouring out into these people that you love and burdening them or making them worry about you or exactly, yeah. um, you don't want to, um, just just feel heavy or you don't want to even transmit that negative energy to them but again that is a lie because mm-hmm. think about people that you love think about the person you love most in this world if you know they were having a dark day what would you want them to do be surrounded by somebody that they love or know that they're cared for correct correct and so they would want you would want that person to to connect with someone, you would want that person to at least call you and let you know, hey, can you pray for me? Even if they don't want to talk, right? Yeah. Even if it's for you to sit with them in their presence, if you have that emotional capacity at that time. So it's in the same vein that the people who love you want the same for you, right? Right. They don't want that isolation for you. They want you to reach out. You're never going to be a burden to them because, um, one, they know that you're doing the work. You're doing the work, the emotional work to not be stuck. Now, it's one thing when you when you love someone and they are just in an emotional space where it's completely draining because they're not doing the work, they're not willing to do the work, and they're not trying to move forward. But as you're in that process, there are people who love you that want to come alongside you. Your husband, for one, definitely does. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So... And that's that it's crazy because you just that's where you're you automatically want to get sucked into those habits that you normally do you know and wanting to have that time to yourself can do two things it can like you said they can suck you in and have you marinate in those bad thoughts you know or something good can come of it because you're 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 isolating you know the negativity or the things that have I guess tempted you in the first place out you know Mm -hmm. um and I think being able to really know your limits you know and know the things know your triggers can really help you as well you know I have a thing where I write out um my I I write out if I were to have a bad day basically you know and it sounds crazy I know people listening are like why would you do that I write (laughs) out what would trigger me you know okay mm-hmm. step one when i get here i'm like okay y'all getting on my nerves or this is this is bothering me step two okay now i'm really starting to you know how do you feel what are you thinking what are you doing you know um is it a particular person is it a particular place what is it you know and then speaking to those things like okay if this happens what can i do to combat this feeling you know and i think not only does that work with your mental health, I also think it works with your purpose. You know, okay, when I'm having a bad day or when I'm feeling stressed or I'm focused on things that I can't control, what can I do to combat this? Is there a prayer that I can do? How can I spend time with God? Is there particular worship music? Like different things that you can do to make sure that you're staying in line with what God has for you. Because I will not like, it's, it's not easy, obviously, doing what God called you to and doing and walking in your purpose is very uncomfortable. It's it's not going to feel pretty. It's it's a growth, you know, and anything when you're growing, there has to be, you know, a level of uncomfortability in order for you to create that progress and that push, mm-hmm. you know, all, all great things are going to come from that hard place, but there's a testimony and there's beauty in that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I just think that's, you know, that's one of the key things that when you remember, like, what's keeping you from your purpose, sometimes it could be you too. You know, it may not just be a thing, it could be yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And that's pretty cool that you actually write that, write down what you think your potential triggers are. So have you ever gone back and looked at your potential triggers or what you've written down and been able to get to the root 
of what it really is and maybe it's not the actual trigger that you wrote down but maybe get to the root of what's common in all those things yes i have i've so it's gone two ways um i've seen it to where i was able to identify that what used to be a trigger is no longer so you know it's showing my progress like wow this is something that i overcame great for me i'm really glad and really proud for myself you know, but also seeing something that maybe triggered me, but as to the reason why, you know, mm-hmm. something as simple as I can't think of an example, but just in general, you know, I could look at something and say, okay, this is a trigger, you know, and but instead of just looking at it as a trigger, ask yourself why, like, what is it about this thing that really bothers me? Now that I think, okay, now that I can think of something. Okay, so I'm an introvert, you know, so. Mm-hmm. When I'm dealing with difficult situations or with difficult people, um, I tend to freeze up, you know, and I want to avoid it. I don't like confrontation, you know? And so I'm thinking, okay, why are people my trigger? Well, people, obviously, not everybody is a trigger, you know what I mean? But why, when I say people, what is it about that trigger that really sets me off? It's the confrontation, it's dealing with certain situations, okay, why? And really dissecting each level and each part, and I think, going through that and really going step step by step and diving deeper into whatever that trigger is can help you overcome it too you know mm-hmm. and it doesn't even have to be spiritually related it, it could be something that you're you know physically going through or mentally going through mm-hmm. whatever it may be you know and really having that as a as a roadmap and I found that it's helped me out tremendously because I'm able to have tough conversations that may be hindering me in real life that I didn't even know about you know and so really just writing it down and being able to see it. And then in real time, something happens, I can pull out my notebook. It sounds crazy, but you pull out your notebook and you're like, okay, this is happening. These are, these are my tools, what can I do? It's the same thing, you know, a carpenter is gonna build a house, but he has to be able to have a blueprint of what the house looks like, all contingencies, here are the tools. If this happens, I've got this. If something happens here, I've got some duct tape for this. It's the same thing with life. You know, and with your calling, with your purpose, your mental health, who you are, all of that is all tied in. You know, and I think it's important to have, you know, that plan. You know, people create self-care plans, create a purpose plan. There's nothing wrong with that. You Mm -hmm. know, to really be able to have a plan for people who, you know, may not have a support system, you can create and build your own. You know, it may not be ideal, but it's a starting block for you. You know what I mean? And that is... That, I mean, I love that idea. I never thought of doing that. Um, But I think I may write down some of my own triggers because I think, I I, I think that the power in doing that is not only are you able to see what, what triggers you, you are able to overcome, but when you start to, oftentimes when I'm having a tough day, I'll start to self-talk. Right. And because I'm already in a tough mental space, then my mind is spiraling. If I'm reading what I wrote down, the propensity for me to spiral is minimized. Like that, that ability for me to spiral is minimized because I'm reading it. Right. I'm reading it from a place of when I had sound mind. So I know that what's on the page is coming from a logical um, emotional and mental space. Whereas right now, when when, the, when temperatures are hot or when you know I'm uncomfortable, it's not always in the clearest headspace. So I think I might and try in that. that moment. Yeah, and in that moment, you're literally taking back the power. You're acknowledging this feeling, like, hey, I feel like this right now, and you're acknowledging that feeling. And that feeling, little, you know, making a big thing out of you know a small thing out of nothing, but that little small thing right in that moment could be one thing that can knock you off you know course to moving in your purpose so you're Mm -hmm. literally in that moment taking back power of that thought and saying no enemy no whatever that situation is no this is mine you can't have it this is mine and i'm keeping it from me because i need this i need me to be on track to wherever god is calling me to or whatever it is that i need to be doing so you're literally taking back authority and power over your thoughts when you're acknowledging that feeling. Have you heard of Caroline, Dr. Caroline Leaf? I haven't. Okay. Um, she's somebody I follow, and that's exactly what she talks about, is capturing your thoughts. She is a scientist, but she's also a Christian, and she marries the two. 
Um, cool. You don't hear that often. You don't hear that often. She she is Not really strong in talking about how she doesn't understand how scientists don't believe in God because as someone who studies the human brain and studies the human body, she has no doubt that God does exist. And she talks about how we are to stay in constant prayer, like consistently praying. And she talks about how consistently praying means that you capture every single thought. She She tells you how many thoughts you have a day. I don't have the exact quote. And, um, at this time, but she tells you how many thoughts you have a day and how to capture each one and put it into submission. Capture each one and put it into submission. And so that is actually, um, you're practicing that. That's exactly what you're yeah. doing by writing it down. Um, after the podcast, I'll send you um, her link and I have a few of her books. Um, awesome. So I'll send okay. you her information so that you can see it and follow her and, and see that it's in alignment with exactly what you're talking about. Um, so I kind of want to sh- switch gears if that's okay with you. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. So now that we've talked about what blocks us from launching, now that we've talked about our failure to launch, let's talk about a time when you um, broke past all those mental blocks, a time that you, that you mm-hmm. um, just overcame and, and, and a time where you were victorious over those mental habits that you have. And I wanted to really talk about your book, God, the Graphic Designer. I love that title. Thank you. I appreciate it. Because God is a creator. God is a creator. And we were made in his image. I mean, I've said this in my previous podcast, but it's something that has given me new revelation. I know that from reading the Bible, of course, but really letting that rest in your spirit that you are created in the image of God. That's pretty dope. It starts chipping away at all the insecurities that you have if you really just really rest does. in that. Yeah. And you realize how much power you have. Mm-hmm. You know? Like mm-hmm. when they when they say, "No, I I gave you authority and dominion," you're really like, "If I'm made in the image, like you really do have power." So everything you really that do. you say, you have the power to shift something negative into something positive. Positive. Yeah. You know? Somebody that made you mad throughout the day. You have the power to speak into that person and speak to that situation to where they may not necessarily be the best person towards you, but your positivity and, and the energy that you bring and the things that God's instilled in you can start to chip away at whatever they got going on. You know, and we and have so know, much power. That's awesome that you said that too. We are because we are atmosphere shifters, right? Yeah. You can go into a space and you can shift the entire atmosphere and we decide how we want to do that. If we want mm-hmm. to have a positive impact or if we want to, you know, bring the space down. So, um, so with that, I just, I really want to know how, how were you able to shift those mental blocks and, yeah. and move forward with the book? Tell us about the book. Tell us um, where the idea came from and Absolutely. your process. Yeah, yeah. So I, the simple answer is I mean well it's simple and it is the answer I I literally just let go and I said yes so I have a tendency to and then when things are out of control and they're out of my hands they want to find a way to control them and excuse me at the time there was just so much going on and I was just like I was so I my previous background obviously I'm a creative and an author and I have my own company LSD designs and I was doing graphic design um for the past, I think at that time, it had been seven years that I've been doing graphic design for people in the communities. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, you know, I know you called me to create for the betterment of people. So I realized that I had to get out of my own way. I, w- I had a tendency to want to control everything. And I knew that God was calling me for greater than where I was. You know, I, I always thought, you know, my purpose, I, it still is in relation to art and creating but I had the wrong mentality. I was looking at it from a standpoint of, okay, I'm creating, I'm not living in purpose because I'm creating. Guys, like, you got it kind of backwards, you know? And it was one of those lessons where I had to learn that my, my physical gifts were meant to aid in my spiritual gifts. It wasn't the other way around, you know? And I was missing the spiritual element. I was missing the fact of, instead of creating for people, that's, that's irrelevant. You, I'm, I need to be creating for him and everything else will fall into line. And if I'm creating for him, he's going to introduce me to the people who I'm needing to create for, 
you know, and I was missing that element. And it became a lot about money because it was a second income. And I was just like, Lord, I just don't know what you want me to do, you know? And he's like, stop trying to control everything. That's not your job. Try, stop trying to take on everything that you can't control. That's not your job. He's like, give me everything. And so mm-hmm. I completely 100% just let go of a lot of stuff. And I just took a moment and I just broke. So I put my company on pause. I didn't take on any clients. I didn't do anything. I just like, you know, whatever you want to do, Lord, this is where I'm at. I'm I'm surrendering, literally. And you don't know how long, it was very difficult for me because I always want to have a plan. I'm that person where, you know, if something comes up, if a bill comes up short, okay, no worries. I you see this notebook? Yes, same here. I have a notebook. I'm like, okay, I gotta come up with a plan. So I literally just stopped everything. And I was talking to my husband and I and I, I think I started, I was journaling and I just had the thought. And I was like, what in the world, you know, what is this thought? So time goes on and I get a job and I'm working in Nashville at this company that won't even be named, but I'm working there for about two weeks. And it, the job was absolutely boring, I'll just say that. <laughs> but I was like, I, I couldn't do anything. You couldn't have your phone, you couldn't do anything, but I could have a piece of paper and a pencil. So I'm just writing down my thoughts, you know, like I normally do. And as I'm writing, the thoughts that are on my paper are like listed. And it just, it looked like chapters to a book. And I'm like, now this is weird. I was like, okay, God, are you trying to tell me that you want me to write a book? And I didn't really get an answer. The answer that I got, I actually got fired right after that. So the manager comes to me and he says, hey, I don't think you're a good fit. And he let me go. No reason, you know, I'm, I live in Tennessee, so Tennessee's in that little state, so they could fire you because your pants are purple if they don't like the color purple, you know? Mm-hmm. And they let me go, and I'm like, God, you put me there, what are you doing? You told me to leave this job that was stable to go to this one, and I'm like, I don't understand. He's like, basically, don't worry about it. So, you know, I'm, I'm still pushing, I'm like, okay, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. So I just started gathering journals, you know, and I get to another job and I'm stable there. And he tells me to quit the job, you know? And I'm like, no, come on, dog. I just got this really <laughs> nice job that's providing for my family and we're, we're okay. And he's like, you can't do what I need you to do if you do it your way. And he's like, I need you to step out of the way and let me do it, you know? And so I surrendered out. I, I talked to my husband. I was like, hey, babe, this is what God told me. <laughs> he's looking at and me he like- he said, babe, we need to eat now. <laughs> right, right. And he was worried, but he was like, I feel like if you stay, you're, you're gonna miss it. So he was like, as much as, he's like, you know, the man in me wants to say no, you know, but the man of God in me is like, okay, let's do it, do what you have to do. And so I, I quit my job and I focused full time on the book. And the, the title even came to me in the shower. I was taking a shower. I always tell people I get my greatest revelation in the shower. I don't know what it is, but it's just that closed off space where it's just you to think. And I was like, God, the graphic designer. Cause at the time I had been doing a, a ton of graphic designing and I changed my perspective. I'm like, you know, I'm creating all these things, but it's like, wow, God created me. You know, he designed me for a purpose. You know, my mom growing up always would say, you know, everything you do, you need to do with a purpose. And I got it from, I was sweeping, you know, I had to clean the kitchen, had a lot of chores growing up and I would always sweep and my mom would always critique the way that I swept. And I was like, what do you mean I'm not doing it right? She's like, you're not doing it right. She's like, you're not sweeping with a purpose. She's like, you gotta put action to the things that you do. And I was like, wow, you know, and if you look at it in relation to life and, and with your purpose, it's like, Everything that you do has to be with the purpose and then with God and how God intended it for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I honestly had to let go of everything that I was used to and I was accustomed to and everything that made me comfortable and just do it and literally jump out of the boat and just follow God, you know, and not let the things that I thought mm. were my protection, you know, I'm thinking, you know, okay, well, this job gives me stability. Um, these people give me stability. These are yeah. the things that hold me up. When in reality, if all those things are taken away from you, what do you have? Nothing, right? The help doesn't come from the job or, or the check. The help comes from God. You know, he's the one that gave it to you. So it doesn't matter where you put it. Even if somebody says, okay, I'm gonna fire you tomorrow. I'm be like, okay, thank you. That's a blessing. Because that just means I'm not supposed to be here. 
Mm-hmm. He's still going to have you covered, even if it doesn't look like that. So I really had to build myself up mentally before I made that step. And I and, and once I got in that space, it was like I had superpowers. Legit, sis. I, I, it didn't matter what came at me. Was it difficult? Absolutely. But my mindset and my in, in the, the will that I had and the determination was far greater because I knew that whatever he was pushing out through me, through my words, was more important than me. And I think the most gratifying part of it afterwards, after the book came out, I was at my um, my book signing and I had a young lady come to me. She was an atheist um, and had never really knew, didn't know anything about God, didn't know anything about faith or whatever. And she was in the bookstore just browsing. And she happened to stay because I was getting on stage to speak and tell people about the book. And when she came through the line, she said, you know, I'm an atheist. She said, but after hearing you speak, I really want to know God. Just like that, that quick. You know, I only spoke for maybe 15 minutes. And so having that affirmation, from it was like God telling me, this is why you did it. And even, I'm telling you, even if I just wrote that book for that one person, it was worth yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and, and me taking everything that I was struggling with and being vulnerable in the book and giving that to people that's that's what it was about you know it's meant to encourage and inspire and push people out of what they've been stuck in you know Mm -hmm. as a people as a society as a community can get so stuck and focused in what we're in right then that we miss what he's trying to push us into you know Hmm. whether it be you're living in somebody else's dream and you don't want to leave that job you're too fearful because he told you to do this, but you're afraid you're going to make a mistake. Whatever it is, whatever you're complacent in, this is the book was meant to push people out of that, push people out of the normal and go into what makes them uncomfortable so they can create a better version, you know, and whoever they're called to be, they're going to have to strive to be a better person than where they are right now. You know, they're going to have to push a little bit further, you know, and that, and that's, Honestly, a lot of it is my testimony, just speaking out to people, you know. But so so what's next for you? What what do you think is next for you? Are you going to be um, writing more? Are you going to be just allowing you do you have that yet? What's next for you? I have an idea of what's next for me, but I don't know if it's meant to be shared yet. Um, and am I writing yet? Absolutely. I'm always writing. Mm-hmm. Um I'm always writing and preparing. And I think right now he just has me in a season of just rest and listening to him, you know? And like Mm -hmm. you said earlier, preparing. I don't know what he's got up his sleeve, but it's got to be good with everything that I'm I'm encountering currently in my life. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like right now, you know, everything with life right now with me is preparing me for that next season. So I'm really excited for whatever it is, you know, but, um, I think he's just got me in a season of preparation and rest and writing. And basically, I'm creating, you know, and although the productivity of it might not be seen, you know, to the public, you know, I think he's still doing a a good work. And uh, I don't know, I'm excited. And whatever it is, I would definitely share it. You know, I, I can't wait to share it with people. Well, you know... Joseph, who had the coat of many colors. Mm-mm. Yep, you know that I know him. I know him. Well, you mentioned that productivity may not be seen, but sometimes when God gives you a vision and when he tells you what's next, he may not even tell you exactly what's next, but he'll, he'll just give you a yeah. vision of his promise for you. It's not meant for everybody. Everybody doesn't have the capacity to handle Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That's why he's giving it to you. So, yeah. As long as you feel like it's just for you at this time, hold tight to that. Hold tight yeah. to that. Um, I've learned that the hard way that, you know, even with doing this podcast, you know, I I, <laughs> I did not want to do this. I swear. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say I didn't want to do it. I wanted to do it, but my flesh did not yeah, want to do yeah. it. I felt the same way all the, in, the, the yeah. insecurities that come up, but... I'm like, I'm really gonna do this. Am I really gonna do this? Sometimes I would talk to him, I'm like, Jesus, am I really gonna do this? Right, yep. And he's like, just release it tomorrow. And then I'm like, no. Am I really gonna do this? Yeah. Just, can you just release it? Can you just do it? I Having that feeling after, uh, <laughs> I talked to my husband, I said, like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm pressing the button 
to so people can to buy publish. it. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, just press the button. That's said, it. No, no, no. You don't. You don't understand. Like, like I'm like this button says submit, and I'm like, oh, there's revelation in that. Button says submit, and at the same time, I'm submitting to that. You know, and yes. I'm just like, Lord, this is is this? Are you sure? He's like, just submit, just submit. You know, it's that simple. And I think so many times we miss that. You know, just submit. Like that, that's what. That's it. That's all you have to do. It's really simple. Not well. Let me say it's complicated, but it's so simple to just let it go and just do it. You know. Well, I think it's I think it's partly complicated because culturally we've been taught that submission is negative. We yeah. see submission from a negative, um, from a negative standpoint. We see submission in the form of an oppressor and mm-hmm. um, someone who's subservient, right? Yeah, someone yeah. who is trying to lord over someone. But right. when we have submission in Christ and submission in God, that is a fellowship. That is yeah. not about. Um, being in bondage of something or someone, but it is a fellowship, a walking through life together. Yeah, so it's very absolutely. different when we're talking about our God and being in submission to him. And listen, life is a lot easier when you start submitting. Yeah. And I even think, I mean, you know, yeah. I, for, for people who are still struggling with that, with the word submit, exchange that word with, you know, I put it to you this way look at submission in a sense of an in relation to friendships you know mm-hmm. i have a best friend that you know we have a relationship to where i can tell her everything you know we can kick it you know if if i don't have to cover the check she's got it or if i'm not feeling high or feeling you know she can b- build me up it's the same thing so it's like if i'm not necessarily submitting but if i change the word to i'm allowing them to help me it's trust mm-hmm. submission yeah, it's trust. is trust you know, you when you trust somebody, you're giving them the everything. But trust has to be built. You know, it's a step. It's a process. You know, Brene Brown, um, she's a great speaker. And uh, I listened to her TED Talk. And she talks about how trust is basically one of those things where it still has to be earned. And I look at it in relation to, and I talk about it in my book, in, in relation to God, where, you know, in a sense, we... For us, for somebody who doesn't have a relationship with God, it's okay for him for you to want him to earn your trust. But he says to test him. He wants you to prove it because he's going to show you that he's trustworthy. So yes. it's that little bitty thing, you know, okay, God, I have this going on. You know, let me see what you can do. He's going to do it, you know, and mm-hmm. he's going to go a little bit further. And each time, as you spend more time with him, whether it's in your prayer and your worship and just having a conversation, and people think prayer is, has to be this thou art great and holier than that. It doesn't have to be that. It's however you talk to your friend, talk to God that way, you know? And as you build on that relationship, you're going to create that trust and it's going to be easier for you to lean on God because that's going to be your friend. He's going to be your companion because it's, it's mm-hmm. somebody that you know that you can really put weight on, you know? The things that you're carrying, he can carry that for you, you know? If he I'm carrying the bag, yeah. I'm going to the grocery store and me and my husband are walking and my husband looks at me and he says, okay, she's carrying a whole lot of weight. She looks like she's struggling. Let me help her. It's the same situation. Whatever it is that you're carrying, give that to God. And so when I decided to really submit, quote unquote, I decided that I'm going to put my full trust in God and let him really lead me and take the weight off of the things that I've been carrying that I didn't have to carry. I just happened to pick up the bags. But they were never meant for me to carry. They were always his, you know. And you can't trust someone that you're not in fellowship with. Absolutely. And so if you, you know, if for Christians, even, you know, people who were even raised Christians and, and have been and consider themselves um, Christians, quote unquote, you know, believers of Christ, um, and you're going to church every Sunday and, you know, that's it pretty much you're going to church every Sunday but you're not spending that quiet time you're not spending time in his word you are not really spending that intimate time because yeah it I walk as disciples and and you know the world labels us as Christians right I I, I consider myself a disciple I'm always trying to learn I am in the space in my life and I wasn't always this way you know Mm -hmm. I I 
believed, but it was easier for me to ask for forgiveness than for permission. Yeah. The space I am in my life right now is I ask for permission rather than forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And it's because I have that fellowship. It's because I value um, his lordship over my life, you know, and, yeah. and, and and that was a shifting now. And it saves you from having to go through different cycles and different situations that you didn't have to have because to you made through. the wrong, you, you made the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, bad things still happen. I still go through pain, but it's yeah. very different to navigate through it. It is very, right. very different to navigate through those challenging times is very different to navigate towards my purpose mm-hmm. with in the space that I'm in now. And hopefully it gets easier as, t- as time goes by, you know, with that yeah. fellowship, that constant fellowship. Um, and I've built and then, a strong community around me where I have accountability. So if I'm ever yeah. tempted to isolate, because I can do that, Right. Girl, I can go. I, will, I can be a. I can be a hermit crab. Sis. I can go ghost. <laughs> oh, I will go ghost. Like, where's Tad? You will not. Let me tell you, it's bad. Yep. It's it's not healthy. But I have an accountability, a great accountability support that will pull me back and be like, Tad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, sis. What what? What's really good? Yep. Get, get your life together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've said that to myself at times of like, Gloria, really? Like, I think I actually wrote in my journal, like, whatever happened the other day. And Gloria, let's just, that was a bad day. You, that day just sucked. Now let's start over and we're just going to pretend like this good old Tuesday is Monday. And we're going to repeat it because you need a redo. That was horrible. And get it together. And I'm like, okay, I hear you. I hear you self. Okay, and then let's move. And today was an amazing day because I just went into it with the mindset of yesterday sucked, today won't. And as se- you would think that, that that was my prayer today. Okay, God, yesterday sucked, but you know, I'm praying that today be better. But you simple. You, know, you gave yourself you know? permission. You gave your permission yourself permission to like restart. Yeah. A yeah. lot of times people will hold themselves there, but you actually gave yourself God already gave you permission to do it right it's you now you now you have to give yourself the permission and you did it i'm proud of you i appreciate it i'm proud of myself you know because i it's you know back the old me would have stayed there i would have found twelve thousand things that would have came from that one incident it would have been a spider web effect but new me is trying to create more heaven and like you were saying spending more time with god and all those things and building yourself up you know, you're creating better habits. You're unlearning. I don't know if that's cr- grammatically correct, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. You're unlearning, unlearning habits that you had previously and replacing them with better, more positive habits and things that are going to push you closer into where God's calling you to and push you closer into that. Because if you think about it in retrospect, the time that you're spending basically wasting or not being in your calling those are people who are missing out on the things that you're that you're that you have the, the gift that you have you know mm-hmm. it's your calling isn't meant for you it's meant for other people you know and when you look at it from yes. that perspective you have a responsibility to the people's lives that you're going to be changing they may not be able to change until they actually hear you speak or they taste your food or they go to a business that you've opened whatever your mm-hmm. lane may be those people are they need you you know, they, they're going to need whatever it is that you have. And so if you look at your purpose as, you know, a responsibility, it becomes powerful and you realize, you know, it makes you want to quote the Spider-Man, you know, too much is given, much is required. So it's like, you know, the weight that you carry. It's the same thing with the book. I knew that there was weight with the book. I knew that it was going to change people's lives. So I had a responsibility to handle it real, you know? And so if you think of that, Every little thing that you do, your thoughts, it ha- they have to be handled and kept well. What you speak, what you think, what you do, all of that, it, it just kind of found, it's a foundation that builds upon itself. Yeah, you're in constant ministry. People yeah. think that ministry is what you do when you leave your house. But what you just said is that you are in constant, if you will call yourself a disciple, you are in constant ministry. Like everything 
you being a wife is a ministry. You being a mother is a ministry. You being a coworker is a ministry. You being a daughter, a sister, a friend, that is a ministry unto God. Yeah. And what, once you have that shift in your mindset that these are ministries that you are being tasked with and you are being blessed with, and to know that if you are assigned these ministries, that you have to be on purpose in them. You have to be on, on, on mission um, with God in these different areas, you know? Yeah. And I think that if people start seeing it that way, then the way we show up start changing. Yeah. Things that like bothered I, you won't bother you anymore. Won't bother you anymore. No. And then even if something does bother you, you won't stay there long because you're, you know, you're keenly aware that there is a greater purpose. Right. And your response you. is going to be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you're going to respond to that thing differently. You know, that coworker that pissed you off the day before, you're going to be able to walk in and be like, okay, cool. And they're going to look at you like you're crazy. Like, okay, this made her mad before. No, it doesn't bother me. I prayed for you because mm-hmm. I knew this would happen, you know, and, and seeing, allowing people to see you in those situations showed your greatest character, you know, and it's not about, you know, we're human. We're going to have our days. We're going to have our moments, but it's literally, I always say this is your response to it. You know, yeah. that's what determines who you are because you have permission to feel those things. We're human. He gave them to us. Feel those off, all those emotions that you have, feel them address them acknowledge them and then move forward because it's it's a crossroads are you going to go this way you're going to go that way are you going to be positive are you going to be negative are you going to be fearful are you going to be faithful how are you going to be respond to it because your response dictates your character and who you are and be clear people are watching you you know whoever it is and it may not even be somebody that you love that's watching it could be the stranger at the grocery store that's watching how you respond to whatever it may be in that moment People are watching. And, you know, something I've had to struggle with is that as I grow, um, my responses used to be really ugly. Like, you know, I can be a really, really sweet person. I can be the most loving, most loyal person, but I have this other side that can go really dark. I have a temper. And so, well, I shouldn't say I have, I had a temper. I had a temper. Um, yes, I, I had a temper. Way. I got and um, I want to say it's by prayer, I, but that has really shifted in my life. And I'm thankful for it because, you know, I joke about it, but I'm like, that old, that old tab, that old part of tab, like, I don't like that chick. Like, me and that chick, we don't. You don't mesh well. We don't mesh well. I had to release her because, and I had to release her because I realized that those responses were responses that were made from triggers, not necessarily from other people, but triggers that revealed something in me that I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. And so it made me lash out in aggression because either it will reveal maybe something I saw as a weakness. Let's say if I loved somebody, for example, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It's just, you know, just say if you have this, this, this connection with somebody um, and they do something to hurt you. Let's say your best friend does something to hurt you. Right. Right. And like, it really hurts. So now me in my pain, because I feel so wounded and because I feel so betrayed and I feel like I am such a loyal person that I might go cuss that person out. I mean, like, right. lay in, lay in. <laughs> use all the words. Use all, all the, the words. words. <laughs> use all the words from A to Z, you know? And um, that's not because I'm not aware that that person is human. It's not because that I'm, a, I'm not aware that, you know, people hurt people even if it's not their intent, it's not because I can't extend grace to that person. It's not because I don't love that person anymore, but it's because I feel so wounded because I was vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And now I see that vulnerability as weakness, but it's not, it's part of the journey. Right. It really is part of the journey. And so you're right about that response, about shifting your response. Again, that happens when you have um, fellowship, like, 
my relationship with Christ as I, as I'm continuing to grow is teaching me how to have relationships with people. That 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 vertical relationship is teaching me how to have those horizontal relationships. Yeah, that's good. So I, I 100% agree with that because it's each aspect. There, all all the elements are connected. And mm-hmm. you don't you don't realize it until you just actually sit down and really think and meditate and just be still. You know, there's power in the stillness. You know, there's power in stillness. There is. Well, lady, I am going to wrap up the podcast tonight. What's keeping you from your purpose? I really do love that. Um, and it's a question that maybe we need to ask ourselves more often maybe every day you know when you set your your goals for the day and you don't meet it maybe ask yourself that failure to launch like you had a task for today you didn't do it what's keeping you from it that's good keeping you from it so thank you thank you for for being transparent with me tonight thank you for being transparent with our listeners and for just sharing your soul tonight i really do appreciate that Really Absolutely. Do. Thank you for having me. This has been such a pleasure. It's been, I, I, you know, I pray that it encourages and motivates people, but at the same time, it's done the same for me. If, if nobody else gets that, you know, I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to talk to you and, you know, get some golden nuggets that you laid on there and uh, really excited. And hopefully we can do this together or partner in any other way. You know, I'm, I'm here for it and I'm in full support of this podcast. You know, I think it's a great platform that you have and, giving people opportunity to talk about topics that you know need to be addressed you know and i i I recognize that this is a safe space to do that so congratulations again on that and uh it's gonna be dope thank you so much and i wanted to tell the people where they can find your book so you can actually purchase an autographed copy of god the graphic design on um lstdesignsconsulting.com did i say that right yes yep all right So again, that's lstdesignsconsulting.com. You can purchase that book and um, L'Oreal Henderson will send you an autographed copy of that book. Please support this artist. Oh, before we go, let me just let the people know how we got connected. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crazy story. Crazy story. (laughs) Really quick before we we wrap up. Chadwick Boseman passed. God rest his soul. Rest in paradise. Um, And... I couldn't believe it when I woke up and I was just scrolling through Instagram. My guilty pleasure is Instagram. And this artist like designed this, uh, I don't even know the, the artistic terms for it, but I saw this artist just drawing Chadwick. Like I saw a portrait of Chadwick as Black Panther and I was like, this is dope. So me, I'm like, I'm gonna just share it had no clue I just shared it on um, my my Instagram story and she happened to respond just saying thank you for recognizing her artistry but it was dope I don't even know is it still on your page Uh, yes I believe it is and then if not so you can find it at at l'oreal.henderson or my artist page it is on my artist page at lst designs so they can find it there too Okay, because I thought maybe it was in one of your stories. I think it was in one of the feeds because we weren't connected in any yeah. way. Yeah, and you literally just replied through the hashtag. And I was yeah. like, oh, she's so nice. I'll reply back. And then, boom, here we are. Here we are. And we felt, you know, we, we just, you know, she said, thank you. Um, I can sense the humility in her when she said, thank you. I, I, I didn't think that she recognized how dope her artwork was. And that's what I saw in it. Like I truly saw a true artist when I looked at that, um, that, you know, you can actually see the drawing come to light. You know, it wasn't a complete body of, of, of work. How would you say that, L'Oreal? Describe how Yeah, it no, was you're that. fine. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, it was a time-lapse drawing that I did of Chadwick. Um, so you could see the progress of my drawing. Cause I, I like, exactly. before I would just, before I would just show the drawing, but I like, I think people want to, see it and feel it and you know have the same emotions that you did when you when you're creating it so I try to give that to people in the little bitty microwave of a second that Instagram gives you on there um so yeah just a time-lapse drawing of, of, uh, of Chadwick and, and I, I was my boy it. too man I can watch that movie over and over and over again 
Me too. I love him and I, have. I loved him in 42. Like that was my favorite movie. And that just kind of hurt my heart. And I had already did the drawing before. And I was like, wow, I got to share this, you know? And little did I know of the blessing we are. of meeting you. Yeah, that was going to come from that. Who knew, you know? Which is more of a reason. It is more of a reason, people. Like, listen to that. It is more of a reason. Something she created way before Chadwick passed. She created this thing before Chadwick passed. She did not know it was going to connect us to finally have this podcast. But that is just confirmation about doing things in purpose, doing all things in purpose. We have no idea where this thing is going to take us. I have no idea where my podcast is going to take me. But as I said in my introduction, I am willing to let the Holy Spirit take it wherever it it leads, even if it's just to make me comfortable speaking in front of an audience, right? Um, But again, as we've already said, the Holy Spirit and God doesn't give you purpose for yourself. It's always for someone else. So thank you for posting that drawing. Thank you. Great work. She is an awesome artist. She is an awesome artist. I mean, the work that I've seen already, I was like, oh, this, oh, this chick, okay, okay. Appreciate it, girl. Thank you. I try. <laughs> try to do my, de- do my best and dabble just a little bit. And you do, you do exceptionally well. So God bless you. Again, thank you so much for this time. Uh, thank you for just joining me in this space. This podcast may contain copyrighted material and may not have been specifically authorized by the copyright owner. This should constitute a fair use under Section 107 of the U.S. Copyright Law. If you wish to use any material from this podcast and or site that go beyond fair use, you must obtain express permission from the copyright owner.